You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you elevate in your relationships from inside out. And I'm your host, Zara J, founder of BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com, The Match Society, and CaptivatingCourtship.com. Hey guys, it is Zara. I am happy to be back with you for another week. I had to take a week off to myself. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry for not posting a podcast episode. I really want to get better at releasing old episodes on weeks that I need some time to myself. But y'all, the Riata wore me out. (laughs) If you haven't received the email the newsletter about the Riata, my terrible Riata experience, um, or if you haven't had the opportunity to look at my Instagram posts or the Facebook posts about my experience getting to the Riata, oh my gosh, it was just a crazy day. I mean, it was like Newton's law, one of those laws. It's like everything that could go wrong would go wrong. And it's like an object in motion stays in motion unless interrupted by some outside force. Well, this was like everything that could go wrong will go wrong by all the outside forces. It was just a ridiculous day. The most insane 24 hours I had experienced in who knows how long. I mean, no, it wasn't devastating like someone died or any other major trauma thank god but it was definitely a day of chaos it was one of those days where you're just like what are you trying to tell me okay god I get it like do you want me to turn back around like what is going on here it was crazy and it didn't stop it was literally 24 hours of chaos and I was up for 24 hours straight before getting a headache throwing up and going straight to the panel so it was it was crazy but the first night speaking to the crowd about black women black muslim women creatives and how to support them that was a great experience thankful for that i was able to make it for like the last 30 or 40 minutes of the panel so i was appreciative for still having the opportunity totally embarrassed to be that late totally embarrassed to be that late but i still showed up right (laughs) because it's all about showing up even when you don't want to if you have a purpose, if you know that there's somewhere that you need to be, you need to make sure that you're showing up. And just like I encourage with going out to events or getting online or doing whatever it is that you need to do in order to be seen, in order to utilize your purpose, in order to get the results and make impact in your courtship, in your relationships, you have to be seen. You have to show up. And a lot of you aren't making the effort to be seen you're not making the effort to show up where you need to be to get the results so make sure that you check out that email make sure that you read the instagram post if you haven't gotten an opportunity to where i talk about my crazy route experience but definitely if you're not showing up where you need to show up if you're not doing the things that you need to do then i advise you to head over to the match society and get to the root of why right you might need to detox some get to detox get your self-worth up get to the root of why you're showing up in your courtships and relationships and, and moving towards marriage in the way that you are now 
what did I want to talk to you guys about this week? I know, I know this podcast has been a little bit all over the place lately. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying. I don't even have any notes in front of me. I just kind of want to freestyle this episode. So bear with me. I'm going to try to stay as focused as possible without just veering totally off to the left. But let's talk about repeated cycles, repeated cycles, whether it's repeated cycles of the same type of person that you're experienced that relatively ends up the same way. If it's repeated cycles of the type of relationships or courtships or marriages, whatever it is that you want to say, the type of relationships, I'm just going to use the word relationships, guys. So bear with me. If you're like, it's not a relationship, it's a courtship, it's a, it's a relationship. Okay. Get over it. So (laughs) if you're going through the same type of situations over and over and over again, and you're like, Why do I keep meeting the same type of person over and over again? Why do I keep attracting the same type of person over and over again? Why do I keep going through the same experience over and over again? It just may be you, but not in a way that I want you to internalize it. Like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. I'm broken, you know, uh, something about me is not worthy of this. Don't look at it as a reflection of your self-worth in a bad way. Now, what that could mean, these tests that you're going through, these repeated cycles that you're going through could mean that you actually are experiencing low self-worth. So let's dig into that so we can dissect that just a little bit for you. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like, this seems so identical to my last experience or to a previous experience or something that I've already been through? This person seems so familiar. I mean, literally, it's almost like deja vu. It's almost like Groundhog's Day. And you're like, why does it seem like I keep going through very similar experiences Why does it seem like I keep doing the same things? Because it's a test. This is a test that you are experiencing and there is something that you need to do differently. There's something that you need to do differently. And I can't tell you what that is. And it doesn't even matter if you are sitting with me in a coaching session. I can't tell you what it is that you're doing you have to uncover that and you have to be extremely, extremely honest with yourself because you are who you are when it's no one but you and God in the room, right? That's who you are. So you know, whatever it is, whatever habits that you have, whatever cycles that you keep repeating, forget the other person with cycles that you keep repeating, what habits you refuse to break that keeps landing you in the same position. Now, the good thing is that is if you're being tested, And if you keep going through these reoccurring cycles, that means that there's good waiting for you. That actually is like a blessing, right? Because God wouldn't test you if he didn't want more for you. 
He's putting you through the same thing. He's putting you through these cycles. He's putting you through this place where you keep attracting the same experiences or the same type of people because he wants you to get it. It's like bump your head, touch the fire so you can move on. And until you're ready to pivot, until you're ready to make some real changes, until you're ready to address yourself and be honest with yourself about whatever it is that you're doing, whatever cycle it is that you need to break, you're going to keep running into that wall. So what I want you to do, you listen to this podcast, because I know some of you are getting like light bulb, light bulb going off right now, right? Because you know what it is. And this isn't the first time that you have had to face it and confront it and deal with it, right? It's it's hitting right now. That light bulb is going off right now. But you know what it is that you need to change. You know something, whether it's a type that you're attracted to, whether it's a habit that you have, a behavior that you have, how you're pursuing things, how you're showing up in things. Maybe it's the boundaries that you're putting up or not putting up, the boundaries that you're allowing to be pushed over, low self-worth, low self-worth behaviors. If you haven't checked out the low self-worth uh blog on our website go check that out if you haven't checked out the detox course or you're not a part of the match society and you haven't done the detox course do those exercises but you need to figure out what it is that you're doing that's allowing you to keep going through these repeat cycles that's allowing you to keep waking up with these deja vu relationships these groundhog day relationships because you're refusing to make the changes that you need to make and once you decide to do that and you increase your self-worth you increase how you feel about yourself you increase what you feel you're deserving of then that's when you're going to be able to move to the other side. So how do you get to this place of raising your self-worth? If you're not going to do the detox course, if you're not going to do those exercises, here are some things that you're going to do. I want you to dig really, really deep. You might want to meditate on it for five or ten minutes. Spend some time journaling. Sit in silence. Sit quietly. And I want you to address what it is that you do in moments when you're in need of validation. What are your habits? What values do you compromise? In what ways do you act or don't act? How do you react when you're in a low value state of needing validation? So here's a great example of this. We talked about this at the Riata where we talked about women compromising themselves sexually when they're in need of attention. Such a common behavior. Such a common behavior. 
whether that is suddenly they need to be overly sexual in their words overly sexual in their body language maybe giving in sexually maybe um who knows whatever physical relief that they have to give in order to feel validated right it's like right now i don't feel very good about myself right now i don't feel desired i don't feel wanted or i know that this person is attracted to me i know this person wants me so in order for me to feel that in order to me to vibe off of that energy i need to create an energy of sexuality right which is a masculine energy but i need to create this energy of sexuality be sexual with this person in order to get their attention so I feel validated so I feel wanted so I feel desired and a lot of people fall into this trap men and women but I'm going to use women as the example right now because what happens is women fall into this this pattern into this place of seeking validation through physical even though it's not what they actually desire they don't actually desire the sexual exchange, the sexual conversation, you know, the overly sexual uh, flirtations or how they're dressing or carrying, whatever it is. They don't actually desire that. They actually desire the validation, the need to feel validated. And sometimes even in a moment of desperation, Maybe that relationship anxiety is kicking in. Maybe that fear of losing the other person is kicking in. The fear of abandonment, the fear of not being worthy, feelings of not being good enough. They know that, well, if I can catch his attention sexually, it makes me feel better. As I get a sense of relief, I feel better. I feel wanted, I feel valued. So how do you unpack that? Let's say that is one of your struggles because I do hear that from women in coaching sessions that that's one of their struggles is trying to get over this sexual connection. They know how to be sexual in a relationship or in a courtship. They know how to do that. They don't know how to turn it off, right? This is something that's common, very common. It doesn't matter how old the woman is she could be as young as 18 she can be as old as 65 it doesn't matter if this is a hurdle that she has that she doesn't feel good about if you feel good about it and that's how you maneuver that's on you but for those who they don't feel good about it and they know that it's a low value behavior because they don't feel confident about it they don't feel good about it they feel like they're compromising their values they're going against something that they actually want to do but there's kind of just a habit in how they've learned to seek validation I want you to kind of dig back again do some meditation sit in silence do some journaling and I want you to date back to when did you first start feeling validated due to your sexuality And it's a different question than sometimes you may see in different articles or blogs where people might ask the question like, when did you first realize that men were looking at you? Or when did you first realize, you know, that you were uh, a sexual creature? Not that. I want you to ask yourself, when did you start to realize that you can get validated through sexuality? 
or that your sexuality or that sex is a way for you to get validated and for to feel worthy by the opposite sex. If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship. Okay, guys, we're back from that little break. But again, let's dig back into it and dig deeper. Sit and breathe. Meditate on it, journal, sit in silence. But think about at what age, at what moment, what influence, what trigger, what occurred that showed you that you can get validated and feel worthy due to sex. Because you have to unpack that to figure out where this messaging first came from. Once you learn where the messaging first came from, then not only are you able to identify that feeling when you are in that state of behavior, but you can also distance yourself from the truth versus programming. So if you've been programmed to think that being sexual will get you a sense of validation, even though you really don't feel validated deep down, Because afterwards, when you have that conversation or you flirt too much or you do something that you're uncomfortable with, you don't feel good. If you feel good about it, that's different. But if you don't feel good, that means that it's actually a low-value behavior. And that's how you identify low-value behaviors is how you actually feel in that state. Are you feeling confident? Are you feeling worthy? Are you feeling good enough? Are you feeling like you need to do this in order to feel worthy and to feel good enough. You have to be honest with yourself about that. And that's hard. It's hard to be honest with yourself about that. But day back to that. Like, for example, I can tell you when I thought back to this question, like, where, where did I first learn that sex or sexuality gets you validated? That makes you worthy. That makes you feel good. And I was able to date back to this memory because I absolutely love this artist. (laughs) But I was able to date back when I really sat and meditated on that question. Like, hmm, let me think about that. And I believe that it was around the age 12. I was probably around age 12, maybe 11. And that's when I first really got introduced 
to rapper Lil Kim, <laughs> who for the longest time, honestly, was like my all-time favorite female rapper ever. I just thought Kim was beautiful. I thought she was lyrical. I thought she was just like an amazing, amazing woman. And even though I wasn't infatuated with her sexuality and I didn't look at her in that way, I really just loved her music. I loved her raps. I loved her confidence. I loved her rawness. But when I look back, when I really meditated on that question and thought, hmm, when was the first time that I realized that your sexuality as a woman gets you validated? It goes back to sitting at the Lamont Community Center <laughs> with my girlfriend Rashida, who's probably one of the first Muslims that I ever met. I believe her parents were in a nation. But uh, that was around the time that the song Fake Ones came out. And I was really innocent. And I'm not just saying this. Like, I was actually really innocent. Like, I wasn't into boys that like that. Like, I might have thought boys were cute and different things. But I wasn't, like, I was super innocent, like, as a kid for the most part. Um, But Rashida, on the other hand, she taught me a lot. (laughs) And, um... I remember us sitting in front of the Lamont Community Center and she was a huge Lil' Kim fan. That was around the time Crush On You and some other songs came out. And I knew those songs, like I knew the radio version because my parents didn't really listen to hip hop. And if they did listen to it, they definitely didn't listen to like the raw, you know, vulgar edits of it. They always listened to the uh, clean cuts, the radio pretty much. So Rashida knew it all. She knew the whole album, the hardcore album. She knew (laughs) rhyme for rhyme. She knew all the uncuts. She knew the lyrics, you know, the back when AOL was still dial up, she still managed to get a hold of the lyrics online. Who knows how long that took her to pull them up, but Rashida had it. And it's so funny. I hope Rashida listens to this. I'm gonna have to tell her about this episode, but we were sitting out in front of the community center and I don't know what prompted this. It was sparked. This might've just been her singing the song, but she broke down lyric for lyric the song fake ones with diddy and lil kim and or no time is it called no time is it called fake ones it's called fake ones but you know the song i got no time for fake ones right so she broke down the song line for line until i memorized it right that was the very first rap song that I knew line for line. Like I knew a lot of Biggie songs and different things that I heard on the radio, mainly like the hook, right? But I didn't know it line for line. And she went over the song with me line for line, repeated it until not only did I know it, I had the swag, I had the rhythm down, I knew how to say it, right? I was like all Lil' Kim imposter, right? Like I had it down. And that was like my start of my love for Lil' Kim. But that was also my introduction to sexuality as validation. So 
that was the memory when I thought about this like when was the first time and that was like wow like when I first got introduced to Little Kim when I first heard like these lyrics and a song and I thought that it was just like cool and swaggy and powerful but as a young girl you know at age 12 that's pretty innocent didn't really have too much exposure to that programming starts to come into play right without you realizing those lyrics are going into your subconscious mind those images go into your subconscious mind where you start to validate see that you can be validated by similar things that she talked about or through your sexuality or you as a woman if you carry yourself a certain way and you're bold and you're cut and all these other things right all these other messages go into your subconscious mind that stay there and you don't realize that those memories do not fade those messages that programming it doesn't fade it stays with you so you have to pay attention to that so this isn't just like about sexuality or anything like that this is whatever your test is whatever your test is your test could be that you have a tendency to get to know someone and then as soon as it feels too intimate as soon as you feel too close to a person you break it off and you move on that might be your test that you need to overcome that and get comfortable with being vulnerable you might have a test of as soon as let's say uh you hear one thing that you don't like about a person you're so guarded that as soon as you hear something that you don't like you instantly cut it off and you keep doing that time and time and time again but there's something else deeper that's going on in your messaging and your programming that's probably reflecting how you really feel as far as your self-worth as far as being good enough you might even be telling yourself that someone else isn't good enough as a, because deep down inside, you actually don't feel good enough for marriage. So it's a way to sabotage yourself. But whatever the challenge is for you, whatever the test that you're going through, I'm here to tell you that you can break that cycle. You can stop going through these deja vu relationships if you choose to start doing something differently so one increase your self-worth increase how you feel about yourself stop telling yourself these negative uh things these negative messaging stop telling yourself that you're not good enough or you're not worthy or that other people are better or that only this type of person gets chosen or only this type of person is worthy of marriage or that people will never want you because of this or that increase your self-worth Right? How do you increase your self-worth? By living your personal best, by making different decisions based upon the standards that you actually have and the beliefs that you actually have. Sticking to your values and your code of conduct. And if you're not clearing your values, go to the website and download the match manual. The match manual is digital download. It's only $9.99 on our website, five core exercises to help you get clear. Once you get clear, you're able to have something to stick to. Once you're able to stick to that, you instantly increase your self-worth. You actually have something that you are looking for, that you believe that you are deserving of having. You have to believe it. That's how you increase your self-worth also, to believe that you're deserving of what you desire. 
Because a lot of people, they say that they want something, but that just stops at the tongue. Their actions and their beliefs and their heart actually reflect something different. But they're saying it at their tongue. It stops at the tongue. So believe that you deserve what you desire. Get your clear on your values. Get clear on your code of conduct, on your courtship code, right? And stick to that. And stick to that. Get to the root of your limiting beliefs. Do the detox. Do those exercises or just think about some limitations that you place on yourself. Get to the root. Where did those beliefs come from? Why do you feel that way? Right? The detox program gives tons of questions for you to dig deep into yourself. (laughs) I had to laugh. I hope that you're listening to this. A brother told me today that the detox program that is, he feels like it's invading his privacy. I had to laugh. That was hilarious. But (laughs) he was saying that just the questions, like it really, you know, made him really sit with himself and answer these questions and he wasn't really prepared for that so that was funny I appreciated that message but take the time to get to the root of the things that you need to get to the roots of and increase your self-value you know increase your self-worth stick to that code and break that habit next time you are met with that test next time you're met with that cycle that you keep repeating Make the decision to say no. Make the decision to do something differently. And that might even mean making the decision to walk away. One test that a lot of people go through, especially those who have a fear of abandonment, is that they're always waiting to get left. They're always waiting to get left. And they keep going through this cycle where people keep leaving them. And they keep saying, why do people keep leaving me? Why do people keep leaving me? Well, first you need to get to the root of where your abandonment issue started. Where did this fear of abandonment come from? Who abandoned you? When did this start? Once you're able to dig into that and you get really, really clear on that, then I want you to figure out why are you exhibiting low value behaviors in the courtship where you're always in fear and moving as though someone's going to leave you or you're always waiting to get left because nine times out of ten the relationships are probably turning sour and you don't have the confidence to leave you don't have the confidence to leave so instead of you walking away when your boundaries aren't respected or when you know that the relationship is over you sit and you wait for someone to leave you Or you're constantly in fear and in a state of anxiety that someone's going to leave where you can't even sit back and enjoy the relationship. And you end up acting out of a place of control, out of a place of anxiety, out of a place that drives the other person away. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I want you guys to think about those things. And hopefully I'll be able to speak with you guys again next week on the Courtship Code podcast. And if you have any questions or you want to shoot us a Q&A, always you can send it to our email address on the website. Shoot me a message on Instagram or a DM. 
follow us blackmuslimsinglesociety.com or you can follow me underscore zara j underscore and let's get to the root of these behaviors if you haven't already joined the match society do that check out the detox program i'm telling you it's good and it works check that out and you guys have a wonderful wonderful week If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship.